Amen, amen. Thank you, Julie. That was beautiful. That's awesome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Mercy Youth. Yeah, that's what Mercy Youth right there. If you don't know me, I'm Leo. I'm the youth pastor, and that's Mercy Youth. Sitting there in the corner, are you guys enjoying the donuts? That's right. Adults, we got donuts for Mercy Youth. Do you guys like donuts? Would you want a donut on Sunday morning? I got the best idea for you. You should volunteer to serve with the teens. Because that's how you get donuts. You get a donut and some coffee and you get to hang out with them. They're super cool. But um, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you all for being here. I'm really excited to, um, to be wrapping up this series called Sticks and Stones. And today's message is about how words can stick with us. Right? Words can stick with us. Words have power. Our main verse today and is the, I believe that the, the, the kids, they got tattoos they can put on their, on their wrist and stuff about it is 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, And it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. As you're already doing. Um, we're going to be talking about how words have power and how we need to be wise on how we use our words with others and how we receive words too, right? Because words have power. So with that said, let me pray and we're going to get started. Jesus, God, I thank you. Thank you that you're here in this room with us. God, thank you for this morning. I ask you that even as we're talking about the power of words, how our words matter, God, I pray that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, come. Let your presence be here in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so to, to start us off, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. What's something that someone has said to you that stuck? Something that stuck around for probably way too long. Like, what's something that someone has sold you that you kind of like really never recovered from? Do you guys have any ideas? Do you want to hear some of mine? Little, a little bit embarrassing, but it's all good. Right, when I was in, <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, I was living in New Jersey. And um, one day I was walking home from school and I was with a group of friends and somebody from my group of friends or maybe not that great of a friend, they started just like roasting me. They started making fun of me, specifically making fun of my years. When I was in sixth grade, right? My body's all changing, I'm going through puberty and like, like they're making fun of my ears saying that my ears were too big, right? They're, they started doing the, your ears are so big jokes. Do you guys know those? Like I don't remember a specific joke that they said, but I remember how it made me feel, right? Because you don't do that to middle schoolers because, you know, it's just weird. And, and yeah, so I, I, for, for all of middle school, high school, and beyond, I just kept thinking about my ears. Are my ears too big? And, and like now I know rationally, I know that my body grew, right? I knew that my head grew into my ears and then like my face is pretty symmetrical now and it's all good. And I'm, I know that my ears right now are not big, right? Are they? I don't know. They're not, right? I'm good. I'm good. My ears are good. But every now and again, when I look in the mirror, when I see a picture of myself, sometimes I just double check, you know? Like, would you just, would you just look again? Would you just like, all right, no, yeah, okay, they're good. They're good. My face, I got a good face, all right? I'm all right. But it stuck with me. The, the kids making fun of my ears in middle school, sixth grade in New Jersey, it stuck with me, right? And then another one. This one is, is the classic. Some of the teens already heard this story, but... Um, so now I am in high school in Brazil, I believe it's senior year, and we have this big school event, and I actually auditioned to sing a song. 
I know some of you that know me are shocked. I'm like, sing, Leo, you don't sing, you play basketball, right? Basketball is your thing, music is not your thing. But yeah, but music, you know, most people don't know this. I like, I have a passion for music. I love, love, love music. And at that point, senior in high school, man, I was like, I, I, wanna, I wanna try out, I wanna sing. So I grabbed two friends of mine, they were really good singers, and I was like, all right, y'all gonna do it with me to make me sound better, and like, we practiced hard. And the song was A Whole New World by Aladdin. It was like a Disney theme, right? Do you guys know the song? I can show you the world. Sing with me. Shine and shield. Oh, you guys sound beautiful. That's awesome, right? <laughs> so that was the song. And I'm like, I could do this. I know all the words. And I practiced hard. I was singing with them. They were harmonizing. I was trying to keep up, right? And then when it came time to perform for the music teacher, right, like audition for him, man, I went in there like, like I was ready for game seven, right? Like I came in there ready, confidence. I didn't think about my ears once. It's like, I'm just going to sing my heart out. And I did it. My friends helped me. And he was great and then I remember the, the the teacher the the music teacher who was there and he just kind of sat back and I could see that he was like almost crying or about to laugh I couldn't tell and he told me these words that I'll never forget he said Leo that was almost beautiful <laughs> he said that was almost beautiful and man, <laughs> that was the end of my music dreams right there. I was like, I can't be a rock star anymore. Forget Disney Channel. I'm never going to make it. I, I tried my best, and it was almost, almost beautiful. So words can stick with you, right? Do you guys have a couple stories like that? Like, I think we all do, right? Words can stick with you. The word that specifically stuck with me at that time was the word almost, right? Almost. The, real quick, like the teacher, he was actually a really good teacher. He was actually a really kind teacher, and he, like, he encouraged me all throughout high school. I probably wouldn't have graduated if it wasn't for him. So he, used, he said that almost beautiful as like the kindest way to say, stick with basketball. Like, you know, that was his kindest way of letting me down easy, but, but that word almost stuck with me in a way of like, am I, like, in what other ways am I almost good enough? In what other ways, like, don't I really measure up? Like, will my best, will, ever, will it ever be good enough to do what I want to do? So that's how that almost beautiful words, like, stuck with me. Do you guys know the saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words require therapy, <laughs> right? I require some therapy for that, for sure. Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it's true. Words can build up, words can tear down, words can inspire, words can discourage, words can create hope, or words can create doubts. Words have the power to, ch to shape identity. My son Levi, everybody say hi Levi. Yeah, my, my buddy Levi, he's, uh, right now he's learning about chain reactions. You guys know about chain reactions? He's learning about them at school or on Blaze, the monster machine. I, I don't I really know anymore. But, uh, but Levi, he loves making chain reactions by putting blocks in places and then like, like letting them, like one thing broke down, break down the other, right? You guys know, do we have a video demonstrating chain reactions for the kids, for the teens? Real quick, play the video. Check it out. A, a great example of chain reactions. 
There it is, that was it, started over again. Give it up for Chain Reactions cat videos. That's an example right there of a chain reaction. And I believe that our words, our words are kind of like that. Our words have that creative power to create chain reactions, right? When we speak a word, who knows where it may end up? Who knows what that word may start and may lead to this and to that? And we don't know because words, they carry that creative chain reaction causing power. Does that make sense? And I think a perfect, a perfect story from the Bible to illustrate this is actually the story of creation, right? Let's go all the way back to Genesis, right? We see Genesis 1. We see God speaking to the void. There's nothing. And God said, let there be lights. He spoke those words, and next thing you know, a chain of events happened, and now we got lights, right? God said, let, let this happen, and that. God started speaking, and things started happening, and God's words caused the chain reaction that created all of this, and it was good, right? He did it. God's word caused the cre a, a, a chain reaction that led to where we are now, and it was good. And then Genesis 3, what happened in Genesis 3? Right, we see a talking snake come into the picture, and that talking snake started whispering just small words that created doubt, that created deception, that created this, that led to sin, that led to the fall of humanity. And then this big old mess was created out of like lies from a talking snake. It created a big old chain reaction, and it was really bad, right? And it led to the some of the evil that we have in the world today, so our words, they carry power for better or for worse. Today, I'd like us to think about the words that we say and the words that are said to us. I want us to think about the way that we talk to one another and how we receive the words said to us. So first, I want to talk about the words that we say. So back to our main verse. Therefore, encourage one another. First Thessalonians 5.11. Encourage one another and build each other up, right? I believe that Paul said this because he knows that the opposite carries weight too. And if we're not intentional about encouraging one another, like we're probably left by like not encouraging each other and tearing each other down instead of building each other up. Paul is saying, church, don't be jerks. <laughs> be careful. Think about how you talk to one another. Do this mindfully. Encourage one another. Build each other up. And there's many verses all throughout scriptures about how we, the church, were called to, to edify one another, to, to speak to each other. And, and Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs all about encouraging and lifting each other up because it's so easy to do the opposite. It's so easy to be careless with our words and tear each other down. We must be careful on, on what we say to each other, but check it out. We also got to be careful with what we say about each other, even when it's not to their faces. Right? Here's the here's deal. What we say about other people even if we're not being direct to them, if we're talking about them to somebody else or if we're just, the words that we use about other people, they, if they don't hear it, it may not necessarily affect them, but it, it affects us. It can change the way that we think about people, the way that we view people, their identity to us can be shaped by the way that we talk about them. Does that make sense? What we say to people, we can hurt them on the spot. It can create a whole big mess. But what we say about them when they're not there, it actually affects us on how we view that person. 
And I think, I want us to think real quick, specifically about social media right now. Right, because social media, everybody's on it, and there's so many words all of the time. So many people have opinions about so many things, and it's all like coming at us 24-7. And a lot of times, we can just be like sitting back in a place where we're just like judging people and creating ideas and saying words about them all of the time, because that's what social media is all about. So I want us to be careful on what we say, even in social media. I want us to pray and ask God before we post, before we respond, and definitely before we argue with people online, right? The comment sections be crazy because words carry power. Our words can create chain reactions. And social media right now, what I'm seeing is just like chain reactions just spreading all over the place. So let's be careful how we talk, about, talk to people. Let's be careful how we talk about people. And let's be careful what we post online. Real quick, you heard it said before, if you don't have anything nice to say, what? Don't say anything at all, right? Okay, that's good and that's true, but I want to encourage you to one-up it, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, ask God. If you don't have anything nice to say, ask God for the right words to speak because I promise you, the person you're, you're you're talking about the person that you're talking to, the person that you're struggling to find nice words to say about them, God has a lot of feelings about them. God has a lot of thoughts about them. God has a lot of words about the person you're thinking about right now in this moment. Does, make, does that make sense? Here we go. Go to Psalms 139 with me. 139 verse 17 through 18, it says this, How precious are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Now, I love the beach. You guys know this about me. I used to want to be a surfer back in the day when I was living in Florida. So I've been in the beach a lot with the grains of sand. Do you guys know how many grains of sand are there? Just in a single beach? It's a lot. I, I'm not good at math. I didn't count, but it's a lot. And God said that that's how many thoughts that he has about us. God thinks about us all of the time and has thoughts and words about us. So whenever you're thinking about somebody that you may not like, that you may not be on board with, and you're trying to struggle coming up with something nice to say to them or about them, pause and ask God, God, what are you thinking about this person? How do you feel about this person? Give me a word that I can say to them or say over them or just think about for them. I promise you, if you do that, a, a, a lot of the negativity, a lot of the conflicts, a lot of the stuff that's happening right now, I think it would go down. So that's what we say to others. Now, how about the things that are said to us? How about the words that are spoken over us? Specifically, the negative words, right? How do we receive those? Because honestly, sometimes we need to hear hard truths, right? Sometimes we need to hear corrections. Sometimes, like not every single word that we receive are, are supposed to be just positive, happy, go lucky. Like sometimes we need to hear hard things. I'm a coach, like I coach basketball, and a lot of times, like listen, like you, we got to work on your left hand. It's not good. Like, and that's okay. That's constructive. That's good. So, how do we deal with negative words? I want us to think about two things. I want us to think about the difference between condemnation and correction. There's a big difference between condemnation and correction. Condemnation is just meant to tear you down. 
Condemnation is all negative, all because we want to tear you down. And correction, it may, it may be hard to receive, it may be even hurtful at times, but it's meant to build you up. It's meant to make you better. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to cancel condemnation and consider correction. Right, let's talk about it. Canceling condemnation. Whenever you receive a word that's just negative, that's meant to tear you down, that they're talking about your years or they're talking about whatever, like whenever you hear a comment, whenever somebody says something to you that's just really meant to hurt you, cancel it. Separate yourself from it. Silence it. Remove it. Block it. Right? Every time I think about that, every time I think about blocking something, I think of Dikembe Mutombo. Do you guys remember Dikembe Mutombo? Right? You may have seen him. You may know him from the 90s basketball, but you also may see him from commercials. He's this guy right here. Right? Dikembe Mutombo. We got the picture. There it is. The no, no, no. Not today. Dikembe Mutombo was the greatest shot blockers in NBA history. Right? So when you think about canceling condemnation, when you, see, when you receive a condemning word, think about Dikembe Mutombo going, no, no, no. Not today. Not in my house. Block it and move on. Keep the, keep the game going. Keep the play moving, right? Cancel condemnation. Don't receive it. Separate yourself from it. Silence it. Shut it down. Interrupt it. Don't let condemnation stick with you because it, it, its purpose is to tear you down. I'll build you up. But now, when you receive a word that's correction, I want you to consider it. Consider Correction. Consider how what these people are saying. Is there truth in there? Do they want to make me better? Who is it coming from? Is it coming from someone I trust? Is it coming from a parent, a family member, a teacher, a coach, a pastor, a friend who really knows me and cares about me? Consider where the correction is coming from. Because it might be for your best. It might be for your good. It might be something that you need to work on so that you can be your best self. So cancel condemnation and consider correction. And then also I want us, when we're dealing with the word spoken to us, I want us to let the word of God stick with us. There's many words spoken to us all of the time. Right now we're, we live in a place where where silence can be actually golden because there's so many words, so many things happening all, all, all at once. I want us to let the word of God stick with us. Make time for God's word because it is powerful as well. Make time for the word of God. I want you to consider potentially starting a Bible plan, Bible reading plan. Use the YouVersion Bible app. Um, join a growth group where you can talk to others about the scripture because the scripture carries power. The word of God can bring healings. The word of God can bring truth where lies are spoken to you. The word of God is powerful and active and we need the word of God to stick with us, right? But we also, here's a, here's a little plot twist. The word of God is not just the Bible is not just the pages on the Bible, which I want you to go read. But the Word of God, I believe the Word of God is also Jesus. Right, let's go to John chapter 1. Right, we, we, we talked about the story of creation uh, a minute ago, right? Here's John chapter 1. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. And that light sh shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the living word of God. Jesus was that word that spoke the word into existence. And then guess what? That word, Jesus, God became flesh so that he could be close to us, so that he could draw near to us, so that he could be with us, so that he could stick with us. The word became flesh so that he can speak grace and truth to you. So when we're talking about letting the word of God stick with us, that means picking up the Bible and reading it, but there's also means spending time with the man, Jesus. He became, he became a man. The word became flesh so that he could be close to us, so that we can have access to him. So I want to encourage you. Take time, spend time in prayer with him, be with him, go on walks with Jesus, be in silence with Jesus. Another shout out, attend the Holy Spirit night next Friday here so you can spend some more Jesus time. Get as much time with the word Jesus as you possibly can. It makes all the difference in the world. Now to close here, I want us to think about one more story. It's found in Matthew 16. Um, this is a story about Jesus and his disciples. They're walking and then Jesus just... Ask them, he says, hey guys, what are people saying about me out there? What's, what's my reputation? What's the word that people are saying about me? Then Peter spoke up like he often did and he said, well, Jesus, some say you're a prophet. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're this and that and this and that. And just like, okay, that's cool. But what about you, Peter? Who do you say that I am? See, I believe that, that Jesus, he wanted to get right to the core of the message, right? Because we live in a, in a place right now, we live in a world through technology, social media, and everything, that there's a lot of opinions about who Jesus is. Who do you say that he is? Do you know him personally, or do you just know what others say about him? Peter answered, he said, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then Jesus responded to him. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And check it out. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. And Jesus went on to, to give Peter his identity. He went on to shape the rest of his life. See, I believe this, that the more that we get to know the word, the more the word will reveal to us who we really are. The more that we get to know Jesus, the more Jesus will speak words of life to us that will build us up, that will encourage us, that will reveal to us who we really, really are. One word from Jesus can shatter a thousand lies that have spoken over you. One word from Jesus can build up when so many things have tried to tear you down. One word from Jesus. So what I want you to do today, um, if you got your rocks, do you guys got your rocks? Right, we got rocks that we're giving now that you've been writing every week. I think kids and teens, you may have gotten sticks too, right? If you guys have that or if not, you can go get them in the back, I believe. Yeah, or on the sides too. I want you guys to come up and grab a rock or grab a stick and I want you to write down what does God say about you? 
I want you to take time today and, 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 and talk to Jesus and say, Jesus, how do you feel about me? With the thoughts, the grains of sand, right? All those thoughts. What are you thinking about me, Jesus? What? Give me a word for me. How do you feel about me? I want you to write down what God says about you. Ask him. Take time. Ask him. And write down what you hear. I'm going to read right now. Is a, and you can take from this. There's a list of statements found in the word of God about who you are. So I'm just going to read that list, and I want you to think about it, pray through it. Whatever sticks from you from that list, you can write it down on the rock or the stick, and I want you to keep it with you and let that word be in you for the next days and weeks. You guys ready? It says, I am loved. I am God's child. I'm a friend of Jesus. I'm justified. I'm part of God's family. I'm forgiven. I'm complete in Christ. I'm free from condemnation. I'm chosen. I am assured that all things work together for good. I'm a citizen of heaven. I am the light of the world. I am God's masterpiece, created for good works. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am free. I want us to keep those words up there on the screens for, for a little while longer, and the worship team can come on up. I want you to think about what the word of God, what Jesus is saying over you today. May we consider the way that we speak to one another and how we receive the word spoken to us. But most of all, the most transforming thing that we can do today is let Jesus, let the word of God stick with us. Jesus, I thank you that you are the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God, I ask you to speak. Speak to us now, Lord. Who are we to you? What are your thoughts about us? What are you saying to us? And God, to those in our lives that right now our relationships may be, may be hurting because of words that were said, because of conflict or, or whatever, God, I pray that you help us see them how you see them. God, give us a word for them. Help us shape the way that we view them. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Come, Jesus, come be close to us. In your name we pray.